Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of You Haven't Seen That, the podcast where we watch the films that my co-host missed growing up. Uh, my name is Chris and I'm joined by Eric. Hey everybody. But I guess we retitled this to You Had Seen That? I hadn't seen that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because you thought you might have, or, and we kept them off the list. But. Yeah, and it turns out I never saw Sister Act. Lounge singer Dolores Van Cartier always wanted to be a star performer. Nothing you can say can take me away from my God. But tonight, she's going to become a star witness. I've never seen anybody killed before. If you testify, I'm going to put you in the last place on earth that Vince would ever look for you. She's an ideal prospect for rehabilitation. Look at me. I'm a penguin. I'd like to offer a great big hi there and hello to Sister Mary Clarence. There are three vows every nun must accept. The vow of poverty, mm-hmm. the vow of obedience, mm-hmm. and the vow of chastity. I am out of here. There's got to be something around here that I can do that's not going to chip my nails or annoy anybody. You will join the choir. The choir? terrible. This is going to be hell. We can rock this place. I love him. I love him. You have corrupted the entire choir. I'd rather sing than do anything. It's better than ice cream. It's better than springtime. It's better than sex. <laughs> no, I, I've heard. Sister Act. Mm, so or Sister Act 2. Back, back in the habit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you remember in the 90s when they would do pun titles? Oh. Like major pain. Oh, major pain. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, so, yeah. Just well, so, so silly. not that good. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so you. I thought I'd seen these. Yeah, and you messaged me sort of saying, like, hey, I thought I'd seen these. Turns out I hadn't. Yeah. Bonus episode? Yeah. So, um, so here we are. Yeah, and I think it's going to be interesting. And like we said in our previous episode, there's a little kind of mini bonus. We don't know how long we'll go on this. Mainly because I have not seen no. either of these films in 20-odd years. So Chris is going to do his best. I'm more... Go- what I figure we'll do with this one is I'm going in blind and yeah. I'm just going to ask you about the insanity that is Sister Act because mm-hmm. I'm guessing they don't hold up. They're more structured than I thought they'd be. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was um, very pleasantly surprised. Um, so I'm, I'm going to lob out what I remember the Yeah, here we go. Be. Chris, what do you think the movies are about? Yeah, exactly. Um, Whoopi Goldberg is a lounge, Vegas lounge singer? Correct. And she's in a relationship with Harvey Keitel. Of course she is. Yeah, that makes sense. And he's a gangster. Yeah, he's like a casino boss. Okay, gangster. Okay, yeah. and she... She doesn't know that. She doesn't know he's dodgy. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, she semi knows it, I think, but maybe doesn't realize he's. Or is just blindful, like blind to it because she's like, I live in a penthouse and I'm the headline act. Because he's married. Oh, Mm, so she's the side piece, hoping to get a singing career out of it. Right. Right. Okay. That. And genuinely likes him as well. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, What's his name? Is it like Guido something? (laughs) Like, is it really like on the nose? Terrible. Look, I'd have to look it up. um, (laughs) That's a very good question. Maybe, maybe we'll quickly. Frank Franco. I think it might even be Frank. Gino. It'll be something (laughs) like that. Like just the nineties. Just the cliched sort of one. Um, Yes. So she's. Hanging out with uh, with Harvey Keitel, and does she she witnesses a murder? Am I right? Yes. Yeah, she sees him 
shoot someone or walks in after they've killed someone or something. Yep. Ernie, you know what's important to me? What counts? Loyalty, my man. Loyalty is what counts to me. Well, I've been very loyal, Mr. LaRocca. Gee, Ernie, that's not what I hear. Just as they're executing a snitch in his office. Ooh. Oh, because, you know, that's where you do it. Yeah, <laughs> then you have right? to clean up the office. <laughs> is it exactly. carpeted, I'm assuming? Uh, um, yes, from memory it is. It's very, very Reno. And then she's... Witness... Does she run because she thinks he's going to kill her now? Or, or is he actually going to kill her now? Because... It starts off... She panics, runs, and then he sends his goons after her. Bring her back now for talk. If she runs, then what? Take care of it. And then she goes to the cops. Okay, yeah. And then yep. witness protection, let's make you a nun. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because um, the police chief there, who is, um, if I'm just uh, hunting him down, uh, Bill Nunn. Oh, rad. Yes. I love me a bit of Bill Nunn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> plays police chief Eddie or, or Sergeant Eddie or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, he knows there's a, a snitch in the police ranks. Yeah. And that's how this other guy got caught. So, um, so he takes her and he and he hides her away and tells nobody else about it. That's cool. So, so he's, he's like the only. Point of, so it's a bit of the departed even going on here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a bit like Face Off. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he takes it to um, I believe it's um, San Francisco from memory. If you testify, I'm going to put you in the last place on earth that Vince would ever look for you. To a not a nunnery, but it's like a convent. Or a convent, a, yeah. A sort, a sort of a seen better days convent run by Maggie Smith. Okay, is it? It's not like an orphanage convent type thing, is it? No, or it's, it's very much a... a committed sisters. Oh, okay, nun. yeah, yeah. So it's not like they have kids and stuff. No. Uh, that's okay. Yep. Um, something about singing. Yes. Yep. Yep. So it's attached to a church. No one really goes along. Yeah. Male father, pastor, cardinally kind of guy. Um, father Jerry or something. something like that. <laughs> yep. And um, and yeah, the choir is pretty terrible. Who oh, could you help us, Mary Clarence? Mary Lazarus, you're terrific, but we could really use some help. Please, you've heard us. We're terrible. <laughs> Basically, she doesn't make a very good nun in terms of um, being good at all the cleaning and stuff like that. So Maggie Smith pops her in, into the into the choir. Okay. And that's like, this is, you got to pull your weight here. This is the only thing you're going to do. She, I think she thinks it's a punishment putting her with this choir of ladies who can't sing at all. But I shall restrict your activities to a single task. What's that? Singing. You will join the choir. But little does she know, she was a Vegas lounge singer, so... I think she did know. Okay. She knew that she's undercover, but I don't think she realised how good she was... How committed she was to rallying the girls. Okay, so that's where it ends up going. Like, she kind of rallies them and makes them a good choir? Yeah. Okay, rad. And we've totally forgotten about Harvey Keitel murdering someone. Yeah, he sort of, like, shows up occasionally... (laughs) Um, because so the, the the plot point there is they can't get a court date for like several months. They got to hide her until the court date. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so Harvey can't find her. Yeah. Um, is he out on bail? Or... Yes. That's weird. <laughs> they, 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 she's the only one who, or not even that. She's the only person who can in any way provide any evidence yeah. of weight against him. Yeah. So they can't do anything with him really. He has a lawyer representing him, and that's about it. Okay. Um, and he's looking for her. 
Yeah, as like to eliminate the one witness that could. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That sounds like a fun little unique. Like I said, like on paper, it seems like a really fun mm. little movie. It's like, hey, let's get. You know, it is that fish out of water kind of yep. sort, like typical early nineties. Let's yeah. see where we go. And God, is this like the year after Whoopi wins the Oscar? So what year did Whoopi win the Oscar? It was ninety one. She won for Ghost because that was Ghost was like nineteen ninety. So yeah, this was ninety two. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. so it was the same year Harvey Keitel did Reservoir Dogs. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I'll do one for them, I guess. <laughs> Yep, so, um, yeah, and that's about it. Mm, okay. Basically, um, yeah, that sums up the movie pretty well. Um, I'm going to say, like, things I remember. Yeah, yeah, I'm liking this. Um, I remember her, like, not getting along with the nuns, obviously, and just, yeah, having to curtail her Vegasy kind of attitude. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. She actually... Never ha- doesn't not get along with the other sisters. There's a little bit of she's a bit too loud. Um, yeah. But it's not as though, even though she she used to go to a Catholic school. So she knows the, the She base. sort of has a base, and I don't think she had a good experience there. From like, It wasn't for her. She wanted to be more of a singer support. Um, but, um, but, yeah, like the setting, the going to bed at like 6 p.m., Eating like gruel for dinner, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, lifestyle. Um, is it? Do they lean hard into the whole like her just being like, "What am I doing here? You're making me eat crap," and blah blah blah. And then her realizing, "Oh wait, they're actually doing me a favor." Only a little. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. If I were you, I would use this time to think about my life and its direction, or lack thereof. There's nothing wrong with my life. You know, before I came here, I had a career, I had friends, I had clothing that fit. Before I came here, I was okay. Oh, really? From what I've heard, your singing career was almost non-existent, and your married lover wants you dead. If you're fooling anyone, it is only yourself. So basically, yeah, they um, have a bit where, like, when the meal comes out, she borderline refuses to eat it. (laughs) Um, uh, And it's it's pretty bad food. Mm. You know, but um, and then when she gets woken up at like five a.m. Um, and there's a bit, bit of like followed by a montage. There's definitely a few montages in yes. this film. Yeah, there's some good montages, and from memory, it ends in a freeze frame as well. Oh, perfect! <laughs> yep. It was this one that ended in a freeze frame. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, because for me, I thought I'd seen this film mm. growing up, but it turns out I'd just seen ads for it on television like a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. And that was about it. Because this one, and in particular, Sister Act 2, mm. Back in the Habit, full title, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, How we show it for It played on TV oh. almost every week. I reckon every week. And in, we, in Australia, we had three commercial channels. Yeah, and, it, this, and I think number two in particular, because it was in Australia, it was rated G. So it was able yeah. to be on at like five in the afternoon, yeah, like any time. Exactly right. We have a we have a programming block. I don't know. Just put on Sister Act two. I don't know what we're gonna do? Let's do that again. <laughs> yeah, people love it. So they were always on TV. I mm. think so. Yeah, I guess that's the osmosis you saw. I assumed I'd seen it mm. because it was like, well, yeah, nineteen ninety two. That was prep for us, like mm-hmm. first year of school. Um, so it's like the perfect age to be copying that on TV. Yeah, like five, six year years old. So. Like, that's a perfect inoffensive mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there's a murder in the film, I guess. Yeah, but once you get past that and you don't actually see it, mm. um, once you get past that, it's just, 
about like friendship and well, yeah. Well, that leads me into my next question, and I think it's dare I say the most important one I have about the film. Mm-hmm. Eric, does she teach the nuns a thing or two about life? No, not really. Oh, damn it! Nah, <laughs> I she, it was she does mean. a little bit. She's gonna like whip, like you know, they're gonna whip her into shape, and but damn, does she doesn't teach them a thing or two no, about like actually, having fun along I the way. I was expecting that, <laughs> um, in a way, but not directly like. I'm going to teach you a thing or two about life. Yeah. She sneaks across the road to a biker bar, basically, because they're in a really dodgy neighborhood. That, and this yep. mother superior, Maggie Smith, is keeping him indoors because the world's dangerous. Yeah. So they're kind of almost... And these innocent nuns, they're kind of not quite naive, but they're definitely not worldly. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. And they're just, they're just friendly <laughs> and very welcoming to her straight away, as I guess that they're meant to be. Um, and then... She goes, sneaks across the road, and one of the younger ones sees her, and they actually follow her across the road, and um, and actually quite enjoy that liberation of being a little bit free. They maybe don't realise that it's a biker bar, but that um, doesn't matter as long as they're not like you know. Yeah, and she deals. You can have fun in your yeah. like as long as you know you don't break one of your tenements, I guess. Yeah, so they end up there very briefly, and then a fight breaks out in the biker bar, and they leave. Um, but um, one of them, like, ooh, a jukebox, and, you know, puts on a tune. And um, and then she then realises that these, these, these nuns, these ladies want more. They want to be nuns. They mm. want to give to the community. They don't want to be shut indoors. Oh, and so she, yeah. almost, she almost acts as almost like a representative to Maggie Smith, Mother Superior, and advocates for them to get out. And the breaking point in the film where it really tips in their favour is she helps teach the choir how to sing because yep. individually they actually can sing but they have no idea how to be a choir so she as, does, as a collective yeah yeah so she she gets all that working and then they they step up to perform on uh, the sunday service and um they start off just with a with a hymn it's actually in tune and everyone's like oh and then she's got a bit of a clapping number in there and it gets she adds a bit of showmanship to she's it putting some razzle dazzle in yeah, there yeah, so maggie <laughs> smith's a little bit like hmm um but then some, some sex has no place in rock and roll damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing is it's still very clean songs so yeah. it doesn't even lean into the showmanship stuff and then so then these like young hoodlum kids off the street hear it and they're like that's pretty cool they go to the church so the church becomes popular because the choir is interesting and so thanks to the choir being successful church yeah. is back a nice church is cool church again. is a hip place to be it's a hip place to be on a Sunday morning um, and, and so she then advocates to get the sisters to actually spend their time you know um, they, they paint over the graffiti with their own graffiti oh. uh, and all that they gentrify the church basically okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> This is a giant allegory for the city of San Francisco at large, yeah, then. Pretty yes. much. It's like, what's happening in San Fran right now? This. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so she doesn't actually directly teach him a lesson, which I was, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to show you the world. Um, and we're going to come to an understanding, and you and me and Maggie Smith are going to have a silent nod at the end. Or yeah. Something like. um, but rather than that, I was actually really surprised by it. she just, it's like, no, these are passionate women and they're all individuals and I'm just going to help enable them to be who they want to be. Yeah, well, that's kind of nice. Yeah, I know. I didn't expect that. Mm. <laughs> I hold you responsible for all of this, for introducing a lounge act into my convent, for utterly disrupting our lives and exposing us all to mortal danger. Thank you. <laughs> the one thing I do, other thing I do remember is Kathy Najimy. 
who yes um i adore and like the go-to that most people would probably know her now is um peggy hill on king of the hill for like 13 oh, yes, seasons of, of that course, yeah um amazing actress but um mm. yeah this was i think the thing that everyone knew her from yeah like as soon as i saw her and um i, I think it's i've got on db up here wendy mckenna mckenna uh, oh, is she like the, the shy redhead one? Yeah, with the fringe. Who ah, wears different clothes for some reason. Yeah, it's yeah. never explained. Okay. Um, uh, I just, as soon as they popped on screen, I'm like, oh, I remember these these this, that these image. people. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so they were the, yeah, she was the shy one with all the quiet voice. Yeah. And then um, Kathy was the bubbly, always happy one. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And she, yeah, Kathy and Jimmy's great. Um, yeah. How's Whoopi in the film? They're good. Yeah. yeah, she's good. She, um, because she doesn't hog it, is what I found. Like I said, she more enables these other people. So a lot of the older nuns get little, like one of my favourite nuns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> haven't used that sentence before in my life. Yeah, um, we need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> was the, the cute little old one who plays the piano, but she has a hearing aid that she never has switched on. Oh, oh that's great. Yep. Um, um, yep. Yep. <laughs> and then the, the previous choir master who's like this cranky old one who thinks everyone has it too easy these days but she has a soft side mm-hmm. um, and those are the three who come back in Sister Act 2 ah okay yeah. so um... Crank, like the, the cranky soft side one and yeah. um, and Kathy and, uh, and the, the shy one little meek redhead yeah and it's difficult because they're no, all Maggie called, Smith in number 2 they've all called Sister Mary something or other yeah and Maggie Smith but not as much oh okay yeah yeah. so you got Mary Patrick that's Kathy and Jimmy Mary mm-hmm. Robert that's the little shy one and Mary Lazarus okay and is okay I want to see if I can guess yeah, whoopies guess whoopies so she's got a it's Sister Mary Catherine no, and I'm totally blanking after reading off all the others now. Um, Mary, um, la, 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 la. Louise? No, it's got a male's name. Larry? Lawrence. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is based on actual saints. Oh, okay. Saint Larry. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Mary Lawrence, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So they're all Marys, but yep. Um, and her stage or her true name, I guess, is Dolores. Oh yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. No, she's good because she has her little. Um, I mean, as we've seen, I've seen in Ghost, Whoopi can act. Yeah. Um, Whoopi is good. Yeah, and she does a good job with just like little um, dry one-liners um, and just little little quirks, but without being um, dominant or over the top at all. I was expecting a bit more flamboyancy out of her, but a, um, a little bit more like. Carrying, not, not, not going like anime brown ghost level. Like. No, I was expecting it to really just be carrying the film. Mm. Um, but she, she's more really brings out the best in everybody else. Um, and I guess spoiler alert: where does it ends up? Does Harvey Keitel track her down? I have a vague memory of this. Yeah. So when there, when there's, there's a like mo- a chase scene in an alley or something. So they, they have a a, um, a fundraiser because. Um, uh, paint or rebuild something yeah and they have a a uh, little performance out the front and um Whoopi uh does a James Brown style performance lovely yep um with the others up on stage and they pass the bucket around and then after that the TV crew is in town they're interviewing some of the nuns um about the money they're doing to raise funds and um the Pope is gonna swing by <laughs> what yeah, the Pope <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. 
So the Pope is is in America anyway on his um I believe it's his um USA twenty uh, nineteen ninety two tour. But uh, is it? Uh, I guess John Paul. John Paul, yeah. So yeah. it's like, listen, John, like just FYI, we found this really hip little place in the Tenderloin. You need to come by. Yeah. <laughs> The Pope, no, because um, I think it's because of the numbers and the um, the energy that and the interest they bring back to the church. Um, he gets fed up to him somehow. And anyway, so some news crews are interviewing the uh, the sisters and stuff, and Whoopi's in the background of one of the um, uh, the pieces of footage, um, and, and she actually tries to hide from it. Mm. But um, Harvey Keitel's wife actually spots the the um, the for some reason Reno gets local San Francisco news. And she happens to be watching San Francisco news. I'm okay with that. It's one state over. Yeah, like, it's not too okay. far. Like, I mean, it, it's far. It's like I mean, a two-day two, two day drive, but yeah. it's like, it's one state. Like, okay. Yeah. So she's watching. It's like, oh, that's so lovely. As a matter of fact, the... Man, you've got to see this I'm shooting Paul. Babe, we should send them money. They're do-gooders. And then Kaitel looks and spots it. It's like, wah, 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 wah. Almost. Yeah. Slicks his hair back with a comb and off he goes. All right, yeah. Um, and, um... Bill Nunn swoops in, saves the day. Oh, yeah, he shoots shoots through some glass. and Awesome. Yep. Wait, and murders Harvey Keitel in a church in front no, of nuns? He, he just wings him. Oh, okay. But still, like, shoots Actually, him. Actually, no. Even better. I forgot. Keitel gets there, and after the, um... Before the performance, he abduct... His, his goons abduct her back to Reno so he can execute her in Reno. So he hasn't committed murder in two states. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it local. Yeah, okay. uh, and, and um, Bill Nunn, uh, I, he realises that one of the cops in the um, office took the call. Um, and he runs in and punches him in the face in the middle of the department. Go, Bill Nunn. That's great. <laughs> and then, um, and then he, he um, makes his way over to the uh, casino and the nuns uh, realise what's going on as well. So um, they all go to Reno as well. So you just got like nuns breaking left and right through um, the casino to try and distract them while they rescue Dolores and stuff. Awesome. All right. Nuns are mark then. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so you end up with, um, and then, um, and then they find out that her true identity, but you know, they don't. She's believe. one of us now. Yeah. And they don't believe she's, they've, she's been lying to them cause she's been very true to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. And she's won Maggie Smith over well by this point too. Yeah. It's like you are, a, you might be a heathen, but you're a good person. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, does it hold up? Yeah, I actually quite okay. enjoyed it. Um, okay. No, I could watch it very easily, and that's why we ended up watching the second one as well. All right, well, before we go into the second one, because <laughs> um, I just quickly was Googling, yeah. like, we'll do our standard thing. of yeah. I, I sort of got two Golden Globe nominations, yeah. Best Picture and Best Actress in a, like, obviously musical or comedy. Yeah. Cool. Um, but I looked up the numbers, like, mm. what it did, like, yeah, how, how well it did. How did it do? I mean, it got a sequel. <sighs> okay. So the worldwide box office for Sister Act in 1992, 231.6 million dollars. There we go. It is the fourth highest grossing film. 92. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Uh, And I'll do my best quickly scrolling through our standard thing of uh, it beat Hook, which was number 49. (laughs) Yep. And I think that's the only other 92 film we've yeah, done. Yeah, watching too many around that time. Yeah, so it was number four. So Wow. Damn. What okay. was number one that year? Batman Returns. Oh, yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. 
And uh, then Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I no, I totally understand how and why it got a sequel. Yes. Yes. Uh, Sister Act 2 Back in the Habit. Touchstone Pictures presents the second coming of Sister Mary Clarence. Help us. By becoming a teacher. Who would I teach? What would I teach? Teach music. Hello. She's back in the habit again. This time, she's giving a group of holy terrors. I'm going to turn you guys into a choir. A lesson they'll never forget. Sister Mary Clarence is no ordinary nun. She's a Las Vegas showgirl. Showgirl? Well, who the thunk? Whoopi Goldberg. What the hell are you doing? Sister Act 2. Back in the habit. Teach them to play soccer. We don't have the balls for that. One year later as well. Yeah, I know. It was straight after. Straight you know away. what's the best part, though? So Sister Act, from what I could gather, it's set in 1978. Sister Act. Wait, what? Yeah. Expl- okay, this... What? Well, look, there's a title card saying 1978, but I... In the film. Yeah. But I had to like, so 1978 Reno. But then Sister Act 2 is very much set like in the 90s. Yeah, I was and going to say. And nobody's older. The thing I go to in that is obviously Lauren Hill. Yes. It's like the Lauren exactly. Hill. And it's all about like early 90s, late 80s hip hop. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I I know. They're like, maybe no one will notice. <laughs> That, okay, I'm re-watching Sister Act now. Just I actually did a this. very quick Google for the podcast, so please, if anybody wants to do the research for us, tweet. Yeah, please let us know. Like, like Because um, I only had the quickest moment to, to double-check, like, what year was Sister Act set in? Yeah. Um, and I, from what I could find, it was 78. Wow. Yeah, I think, yeah. So just, you know, no one... Because Sister Act 2 starts off with um, Dolores performing in Vegas. She's a headliner in Vegas now. Okay, so some time has passed, I guess. Yes. Like, and uh, the Mary Roberts, Mary Lazarus, and the other Mary mm-hmm. rock up for reserved seats at a show, and then afterwards, so they've stayed in touch. And... Yeah, well, yeah, just the littlest bit. Okay, and from what I, I like, mm. I said this one was on you TV. I know this one a little a better. Lot, and so I remember. I even like, I should say, I have memories of seeing both of these films in the cinema as a kid. Even yeah, um, see. I thought after the first one, like maybe I saw the second one. Yeah, because no. I like we said, it was on TV every all week. the time. Yeah, um, I know that one is. Hey, would this is where I was wondering about the school stuff? Yeah, and the kids. It's they're working in or running a school now. Yeah, they they. I think they wanted to continue to branch out their yeah. um, community involvement, and they're working in a, Catholic, a Catholic school. Yeah, and. The music class needs your help. Oh, the whole school needs her help. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I they're distinctly all, remember... They're very quickly... They're like, we're in a, um, beyond our depth. We're, we're in over our heads here. Yeah. Help us. Whoopee. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, like, the one of the things burned in my head is her coming into the music class and someone has very cleverly crossed out the C and L on the door so it says music ass. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's one of those film images burned in my brain. Yep. Uh, and... Lauren Hill yeah. and then I'm pretty sure it's like a competition at the end that they compete in oh yeah it's like Pitch Perfect but for choirs nice so awesome slightly more realistic than an acapella competition yeah and Lauren Hill is Lauren Hill so they win I'm guessing 
it's actually quite a team effort. Yeah, okay. I thought because a lot of the plot is about Lauren Hill's character. Yes. Um. Well, it's not the so- she has her own one. Um, her mum doesn't want her to sing. Her mum wants her to get a real job. But based on I think what her father, what happened with her father from memory, um. So she wants her to just get an education because her mum ended up having to just bring her up alone now, working as a hairdresser. So she's like, no, nope, you're going to get through school and, you know, you're going to get a You're going to get a job. sensible job. You're not going to be an entertainer. and Yeah, you're not going to dream this unrealistic dream and then live an awful life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm just quickly looking at the cast and I see that Jennifer Love Hewitt is also in there. When I, I'm like, <laughs> is that Jennifer Love Hewitt? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and apparently credited with quotations around love in her I know. name. Yeah, how funny is it? Because <laughs> um, I, I was looking up and being like, it's like, yeah, I, I could have sworn there was someone else that was kind of big, and there we go. It was... Yep. Yeah. yeah JLH. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she's still recognisable. She was obviously younger than um, uh, anything I'd seen her in before, but I was like, oh my gosh. Mm. All right. Two people I didn't know. I didn't know Lauren Hill was in it. Yeah. And is it... I'm I'm just going to go out on a limb and assume it is like a far weaker sequel than the like film than the first one. It's a funny one. Um, I I definitely preferred the first one. Yeah, the, the first one actually seems to have some originality and stuff. And yeah. this like this is fresh enough. Okay. is the way I'd put it. Like it 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 doesn't sit there as you're not watch it and go oh this is just vastly inferior. Yeah, I've seen it before. Whoopi doesn't look like she cares. Um. No, it, it's because it's more her closely working with the kids. There's a new like, dynamic there. The, the other sisters are still involved, but she's it's her relationship with the kids. The, the other, so there's actually a little bit extra there, and it's motivating. Um, she's trying to save the school that's going to get shut down by evil James Coburn. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. James Coburn is the awesome. um, administrative officer of the school. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it's straight out of the West, I guess. Does he have a mustache to twirl? No. It's really, yeah, no. But um, the school's school's finances are, are struggling a little bit. I think you're confusing St. Francis with Loyola Marymount or the University of Notre Dame. There is no money here. Yet they managed to pay you, Crispy. And he just wants to retire, basically. Okay. So the sooner the school closes down, the better. The better he can just yeah, yeah he can move to Florida and yeah. be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm I'm guessing it's one of those sequels where it's like, all right, we had a massive unexpected hit on our yeah. hands. Quickly rush into production on number yeah. two. We've got Whoopi. We're, we're good to go. What were the elements people liked? Yep. Fish out of water scenario, mm-hmm. like as in we'll take Whoopi. In the first one, it was like, we're putting in her in a nunnery. Let's make her a teacher now. Let's, yep. And we can have the tangential kind of elements from the yep. first. And emphasis on the singing and the music. Yep. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Um, and, like, the kids are into their... Like, for them, they're doing music because it's a, a blow-off class. All they need to ah. show up and they'll get the pass. And then they slowly learn to realise that it's music is about self-expression and they can get their feelings out of their oppressive well, environment. It, <laughs> I'm liking it. Not bad. Um, well, I've suddenly turned this into a criterion. Well, the thing is, at the end of the day, of course, they all love music. Like yeah. she, when she rocks up in music class, they've got like a boombox up loud, and there's like I think hip hop from memory. Like yeah. there's a bit of hip hop, a decent amount of hip hop in the film. I remember some parachute pants for sure in this film. Yeah, I'm or like to, some at least baggies. Yeah, so there's and... um. 
what's his face? The um, play. Oh, um, I'll, I'll hunt him down now. He plays like a. It's like the ghetto white kid. Uh, oh, that that stereotypical role. Yeah, so, um, so it's not Brecken Meyer. No, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Robert Pastor, Pastorelli. I'm gonna look up Robert Pastorelli. He plays Joey. Okay. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, he plays. He's into. I guess he's like the Beastie Boys kind of kid. Yeah, is how I describe him. Um, but yeah, like all the kids have their own like skills. Like there's. Yeah, I don't know who he is, to be honest. But oh, it's that guy. Yeah, okay. he, he played that role. Um, and then there's another, um, like, there's the the kid who he's very, um, oh, what was the group that, like, um, De La Soul kind of sat underneath? All the other, um, like, the Africana. Oh, Tribe Called Quest? Yeah, and, and that sort of um, very much um, African roots, hip-hop sort of stuff. There's a kid who's very... Um, well, I mean, like, there's the, the Fugees with Lauren Hill, obviously. Yeah, um, um, this kid's a very Shaka Zulu, and he's very much about African-American back to its ori- original roots. So he's yeah. that kid, and he's got almost like more of a gospel kind of voice. Okay. Um, and so she unites these ones. They all have their own like passions for music, and they're all just like, none of them are particularly well off. And yeah, brings them all together and um, gives them something to um, sort of enjoy together and actually have something to look forward to, I guess. Well, that's kind of cool, then. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of repetition in a way, but it was different enough. Yeah, so obviously not as good as number one, but... I didn't think so, but a lot of people I've spoken to since, I've spoken to a couple of people since, and they, they liked it um, more. And when you look on IMDb, they both have about... Oh, no, it's got a 5.6. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the first one has a 6.4. So neither of them have particularly high uh, IMDb scores. Right. Um, not that that means... A huge amount, but it gives you. I mean, number two has a meta score of thirty-eight, but I don't think meta scores really applied back in the day. Uh, yeah, don't know about Rotten Tomatoes. I'm just quite trying to quickly look up like when the Fuji's first kind of broke on the scene and where this relates to, because this was '93. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Wow. Uh, Blunted on reality was '94. So. Really? Yeah, I guess she... And then the score was 96, and I yeah. know um, Miseducation of Lauren Hill was... 97 or... 97, 98, yeah. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow, okay, I guess she did this first. Yeah, so... Like, she was obviously in the Fugees, but they were, were not the Fugees. The, no. So, um, yeah, so... Hmm. Um, yeah, I prefer the first one, but from what I understand, a lot of people like the second one. I don't know whether maybe the... The, the choir performance was still very much a god song, yeah. for lack of a better word. Mm. Um, I, I would go out on a limb and say I think a lot of people relate to the second one more, especially here in Australia, because of Stockholm Syndrome, in that it was just yes. on. Yeah, all of the time. And so yeah. that's the one you remember. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Um, but um, I would rather re-watch the first one. Yeah. Um, random, like, little trivia thing I did because I was looking up uh, who directed them. Yep. Uh, Director of the first film also directed Dirty Dancing. Really? Yeah. Which I thought was kind of cool. Wow, okay. Uh, Director of the second one is a man by the name of Bill Duke. That sounds super familiar. He is uh, most famous for Predator. I'm Bastard trees. What? (laughs) 
He uh, directed a couple of films, and one of them was Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. I mean, they've got similar themes. Yeah, I know, right? And an outsider coming in and trying to make their way. Just wanted to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> Teaching a ragtag group a thing or two. Yeah. <laughs> whip them into shape. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think I ever need to see Sister Act 2 again. Probably not in a hurry. No, but I think I might go back and rewatch Sister Act just to kind of see... I reckon, I would rec- I reckon it's worth rewatching. If I'm looking for something on a lazy night or something. Once just... again, like 90 minutes, maybe 100 minutes. All right, yeah, nice, simple, to the point. Yeah. I can dig that. Yeah. Um, I had a quick look. Uh, Sister Act 2, back in the habit. Uh, <laughs> Good. It grossed uh, $57 million. Oh, damn. So, not... No, nearly as successful. Not nearly as successful. Um... It was the 25th highest grossing film of 1993. Yeah. Uh, Just having a quick scan through. Have we done any other films from 93? Not looking like it. There's a few that are on our list. Sorry, I'm going to have to correct myself. It's Mary Clarence. My name is Mary Clarence. So right. It's very embarrassing to Lawrence instead of Clarence. Oh well, yeah, Meh. yep. Mm. But probably another good point about this film um, is um, while you while you're hunting your facts and figures, is it's a strongly female film. Well, that's a, that's rad. Okay, like that was the thing. Like Sister Act One, you know, ninety two. It's it's just females on screen all the time. You've got maybe two or three male. Predominant roles, if that. If that, like... I'm, I'm thinking, like, yeah, Bill... purely there as a threat, and... Um, Bill Nunn is... Bill Nunn's just... You know, you can rely on him, but mm. um, he's just there. Um, and then you've got the, the father, um, the, the priest. Oh, the old... Um, yeah. Yeah, and, but they don't really have much say in anything. Like, mm. it's it's very... Yeah, it's entirely female-driven and led, and everyone's a strong character. None of these quiet sisters are ever seen as weak or... Or, um, you know, need Whoopi to make them into better people. It's just they're, they're happy as they she, are. and She just needs to open the doors for them. Um, and, yeah, I just remember that she, like, jet, you, the on-screen friendship and relationships we build with them was pretty strong. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I will, I'm intrigued. Like, I, I might have to go back to this one, I think. Yeah. Because um, I do know it has been uh, adapted couple of times it is yes. now a broadway musical mm-hmm. done by alan menken first rule of singing get the raptors ringing toss everything in dig down deep inside when you've got a song worth hearing there's one thing to do just keep your fear from interfering I'm uh, quickly looking up to see. I have a feeling it might have won some Tonys. Who played, actually? Yeah, I've got you know, original Broadway cast and stuff. Um, yeah, oh, it was nominated for, a, like, what's that, five, six Tonys? I uh, didn't win any, but, yep. um, yeah, I I know about the musical mainly from any chance I can get to drop this in. <laughs> yep. Uh, I lovely, I mean... Lazy Sunday 2, the Lonely Island's final digital oh, yes. short on Saturday Night Live was yep. all about them going to see Sister Act 2, the mu- oh, Sister Act the musical. <laughs> Go to Sister 
take it back. Um, um, so I mean, the film has a legacy. It does. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, yeah, because um, yeah, it just popped up on um, on Disney Plus. Give it a look. Gave it a look, yeah. and um, planning on unsubscribing soon. But yeah. um, it's got a couple. <laughs> had that month free trial. Uh, and, had a couple of months now. Just yeah. keep finding new things to to knock off. Rewatch Mrs. Doubtfire the other night. Oh. Holds up all right, actually. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. I didn't, I'm not have, a... I didn't have, like, the fondest memories of it as a kid, but re-watching, I'm like, actually, like, the family message is quite nice. Uh, I'm a bit, like, I just think he's so terrible in the first beginning of that film, and, like... Oh, the character? Yeah, like, oh, deserves yeah. Oh, yeah. everything he gets, like, of, and then he's shocked by it, and then, like... I know, he's like, know, why? I'm like, well... You, well, d- d- uh, you t- yeah... You're not a good husband. That's like pretty when obvious. she comes home and there's like a goat eating the cake and he's hip hop dancing on a table. Like, what are you doing? I know this isn't a party, man. No, um, no wonder you're getting divorced. Yeah, I yeah. mean the custody is one thing. Yeah, and can you blame Sally Field for going for Pierce Brosnan? I mean, no. he's Pierce Brosnan. Oh my gosh, <laughs> look at those chiselled abs. Oh, I know he's looking good in that pool <laughs> with the drive by run by fruiting or whatever. Yes. It is. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah, I want him a little bit. Yeah, no, don't rush, but um, mm. but yes, so no, um, yep. So who knows? Maybe maybe there'll be another bonus episode along the way where I'm like, oh, I've seen this film. Oh wait, I have. Whoops. <laughs> no, this was a nice little way to mix it up a little bit and yeah, yeah. Make sure we can get another episode out there while you're off traveling for the next month or so. So yes, gonna go check out that cold northern hemisphere enjoy it yeah we'll do we'll do yeah um but i guess we should probably figure out a film for our next episode yeah we should fingers crossed it's on the plane but if not um anyway let's have a little bit of a um shuffle through the hat and our next episode is going to be roadhouse oh swayze (laughs) oh does he have a mullet (laughs) <laughs> Does he have a mullet? Oh, thank God. Eric, he has the mullet in this film. Oh, I'm so excited. I, this, is, this is a classic 80s action film. Yeah. Um, I never really knew about Oh, But now I've been wanting to see it for like almost two years. Yeah, it, it's one that kind of didn't... Like it kind of crept up in like the early two thousands, and people yeah. when DVDs first started kind of coming out, yeah, it kind of had a little bit of a resurgence, and people were like, oh wait, this movie's insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I've gathered. So um, it's one where I'm very intrigued uh, to see what like when we get to it, um, um, what you think the plot's going to be, and then what the plot ends. <laughs> I know. I don't even know. Yep. Um, no, I, yeah, I think I, I kind of learned about it properly, yeah, about two years ago. Yeah. And I've just been hanging out for it. It's it's pretty great. Yeah, and, I'm expecting uh, a pretty good time. It, it's it's one of those marvellously bad, great films. So uh, I Beautiful. guess tune in uh, for that episode. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, as usual, that the standard thing of if you want to send us an email, you can. You can reach out to us at youhaven'tseenthatpod at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Criterion Quest, um, but otherwise, I guess. Yeah, hit up that that, that Twitter page. Mm. I've been saying it the last few times now. There's, I learn a lot on off it. I shamelessly plug all my other podcasts and stuff, but uh, yeah. But there's more than just that. There's, yes. there's plenty of actual like genuine content on mm. there too. I, I watch a lot of movies and talk he does. about it. So he does. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, otherwise, I guess we'll be back uh, with our next episode looking at uh, Sway's dog in Roadhouse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is the perfect like, way to sum it up. Uh, but for this week's episode, I'm Chris. I'm Eric, and we'll catch you at the Roadhouse next week. Yo, peep the marquee. They some funny ass guns. We got 99 problems, but this sitch ain't one. Think in the flats, filled with sweet vermouth. We take more shots in the theater than John Will Spoof. Flip up a knock, cause we're cultural mavens. Let's stem and we scream out, that's so raven. Gonna sister act, like a pistol act. All up in the theater like aristocrats. We're gonna sister act, like we got racks on racks. Cause once you buy them, you can't give your tickets back. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.